What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week seven top 36 wide receivers. Also splitting these guys up into different tiers. Already went through my top 36 running backs in a different video that's posted if you guys are interested, but let's just dive right into it. We're going to start off with the tier one wide receivers. These guys are always going to be locked into your starting lineups. We're going to have Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown and Devontae Adams. Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup continue to ball out. Stephon Diggs, always a very solid mid to high end wide receiver one. Keenan Allen just continues to produce, even though uh, Herbert missed him a few times on Monday Night Football, still at a solid fantasy day. AJ Brown has been balling out after the uh, slow start. Amon Ross St. Brown coming off a big day. I guess the one player in this tier one that maybe, you know, isn't coming off a pretty strong performance would be Devontae Adams. He's had two down weeks. I've seen some people in my comment section, you know, asking how I'm feeling about him. Seems like people are getting a little worried. Personally, I'm not, you know, early on in the season, he was playing at a super high level, still averaging over 17 PPR points per game. So over six games, that's very impressive production. Really not worried. Also a strong matchup here against the Bears. Hopefully it's Jimmy G. If it's not and they go with Brian Hoyer, I still think he's a really nice option. So definitely not a guy where I'd be considering like sitting him at all. Um, definitely would still have him locked into my starting lineup. Now moving into tier two, a little bit of a smaller tier. We're going to have Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, and Puka Nakua. So for Brandon Ayuk here, playing on Monday Night Football, you have Christian McCaffrey day-to-day, Debo Samuel day-to-day. It's possible that he's going to be their clear-cut top weapon if both Debo and CMC miss. And even if those guys are playing, potentially they're not 100%. Like the matchup here against the Vikings, I think Brandon Ayuk is a very strong play. Then we're going to have uh, Jalen Waddell. He's been solid. Um, Eagle secondary hasn't been as locked down as you know their run defense. So I think he's a nice play here. Think this game could end up being a shootout. Then we're going to have Chris Olave going up against the Jaguars tonight on Thursday Night Football. Olave had a nice bounce back game. He was coming off of two kind of lower volume performances, so good to see him bounce back. Still didn't get into the end zone, only one touchdown on the season, but the volume is totally there. And then we are going to have Puka Nakua here coming off his first kind of down game, I guess. Maybe he had one before Cooper Cup came back, but I'm really not concerned. His volume was still impressive. When Cup goes for, you know, a monster game, there's not going to be a ton left for the other wide receivers. It'll happen. I think Puka is still a really nice wide receiver one this week. And then shifting into tier three, going to start it off with Devonta Smith. Now we may have to be worried about his hamstring here, but assuming he's healthy, I still think he's a strong play. Seems like people are kind of, you know, fading off of uh, Devonta Smith a little bit. Personally, I'm not. I think Jalen Hurts could be playing a little bit better. There could be, you know, a couple more touchdowns to go around there if he does up his play a little bit. But I still think Devonta Smith is a nice, you know, weekly wide receiver too, high to mid-tier, depending on the uh, bye weeks. So I'm definitely not fading off of him. Now, if that injury does continue to linger and become a concern, then you could probably move him down a little bit, but not super worried at this point. And then we're going to have DK Metcalf. Hasn't been great to start off the season. He's been fine. I just really like the matchup here against the Cardinals. I think the Seahawks are going to be able to put up some points. Then we're going to have Mike Evans. He's been impressive to start off the season. Falcons defense is kind of tough, but I still think he's a nice option here, especially with like six teams on by as a high-end wide receiver too. Then we're going to have the back-to-back Jaguars wide receivers, so Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Now this is going to be assuming that Trevor Lawrence is playing. If Lawrence does not play, I feel like these guys probably slipped to somewhere 
in uh, tier four, you know, you could kind of just throw them in that mix. But right now, if Trevor Lawrence is playing, I have them as tier three options. And then Debo Samuel is going to close out this tier. We're just not sure if he's going to be playing in this one. And we're in a tough spot, both CMC owners and guys who roster Debo Samuel, where they're probably going to be questionable heading into Monday night. And if they're game time decisions, you're going to have to make that call. You know, hopefully you have a backup option, but if not, you might be stuck with them out if you started them, um, you know, because you just didn't know whether or not they were going to go. So that's kind of factored into this ranking. If he is good to go 100%, he's much closer to like the top of this tier, maybe even in tier two. Um, you know, kind of close to Brandon Ayuk, but injury factor is going to drop him a little bit. Then we're going to have a pretty large tier four here, mix of different wide receivers in different situations. We're going to start it off with DJ Moore. I do think he takes, you know, a little bit of a hit going from Justin Fields to Bajent, but I still think he's a decent option. Not a super tough Raiders defense. And this offense has really just run through him, especially the passing attack. So I still think he's going to command a lot of volume. I think in my wide receiver start sit video, I kind of compared it to Garrett Wilson, where even though Zach Wilson isn't playing at a crazy high level, they're still just force feeding Garrett Wilson. I think the same thing can be said here with uh, DJ Moore. Then we're going to have Amari Cooper. I will say that if Deshaun Watson plays in this game, Amari Cooper would be a tier three option for me. I don't know if it's trending in that direction. So we could be getting another PJ Walker game or Dorian Thompson-Robinson game, which is obviously going to be worse for Amari Cooper. Even if he's going with one of the backups, I still think he's like a mid-tier wide receiver two, more of a high-end wide receiver two if Deshaun Watson is able to return. Then at wide receiver 20, Tyler Lockett, like I talked about with Metcalf, love the matchup here against the Cardinals coming off a solid game. Then we're going to have Zay Flowers. I feel like Flowers has really, you know, kind of found this spot here as like a back-end wide receiver two continues to have a very high weekly floor. So I'm getting to the end zone last week. You love to see it. Like the matchup here against the Lions. So I think he's a nice play. Then we're going to have Marquise Brown. Kyler, um, his practice window was opened. I would not expect him to play this week, but potentially week eight, week nine is when we could be getting Kyler back. I think if you drafted Marquise Brown, you have to be feeling great because he has outperformed his ADP in terms of like where he was drafted with Josh Dobbs. Now he's getting the quarterback upgrade with Kyler back and he could even improve, um, you know, even more in his production. So you got to be feeling great about Marquise Brown moving forward. This week, I have him as a back end wide receiver too. And then for Jacoby Myers here, this is just all going to depend on the quarterback. So if Jimmy Garoppolo is able to play in this one, I think he's somewhere in tier three, probably like a high-end wide receiver two. If not like a fringe wide receiver one, he's played at a crazy high level with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy clearly looks to target him. Now, if Jimmy Garoppolo is not able to play, you may slip him a few spots here. Um, you know, could kind of slide into tier five. So kind of like a mid-tier ranking, but if Jimmy does play, I think you should feel great about starting Jacoby Myers. And then wrapping up this tier with Michael Pittman, tough to put Pittman this low considering how solid he's been early on. He just draws a really, really tough matchup here against the Browns. Their defense has been lights out through the first uh, six weeks of the season. So that's why he's going to be a little bit lower than normal. Now, moving into tier five, we're going to have Jordan Addison, another guy who draws a really tough matchup here against the 49ers. Didn't love what we saw out of the uh, Vikings offense with no Jefferson. They had a nice matchup to kind of ease into that going up against the Bears, and they really didn't take advantage of it. I still think Addison's very talented. There's probably going to be a decent amount of passing volume, especially if the uh, 49ers weapons are healthy. 
the uh, Vikings are going to have to try to keep up. So I still like him as like a fringe wide receiver too, but not as high as I was um, heading into the week six game against the Bears. Then we're going to have Chris Godwin. I think he should be ranked behind Mike Evans, but I still think he's a very viable play in your lineups. Then we're going to have Christian Watson going up against the Broncos. I feel like a lot of Watson's fantasy production is going to come down to Jordan Love's play at the quarterback position. We saw last year when he was really able to have those high ceiling games, he was hitting on big plays down the field. Jordan Love is the guy who has to, uh, you know, give him those opportunities or get him the balls in those spots. So we'll see if he's able to get it done. We saw him targeted deep a few times in the uh, first game he was back, like playing a legit role didn't necessarily connect. I think he had one, uh, you know, huge play on like a broken play, but nothing deep down the field. So we'll see if that switches up here against the Broncos. Still really like Christian Watson as the player. Um, interested in seeing how this Packers offense looks coming off the bye week. Then we're going to have Terry McLaurin. Talked about this a ton. Don't love the way the uh, commanders are spreading the targets around. You would like them to be more concentrated on their better weapons. If that was the case, Terry McLaurin would be a little bit higher but it's not, so he's going to be a high-end wide receiver three for me. Then we're going to have back-to-back Steelers wide receivers. This is going to be assuming that Deontay Johnson plays. So I have George Pickens one spot ahead of Deontay, just because Deontay, you know, could be a little bit limited, could be on a snap restriction. Never know how that's going to play out. If Deontay Johnson cannot play in this game, I think George Pickens is somewhere in tier four. Like, I think you feel very confident throwing him into your lineup. Long-term, I do prefer Deontay. But for this specific week, I would go Pickens over him. Then to wrap up this tier, we have Drake London and Gabe Davis. Love the talent of Drake London. You're just kind of hoping this offense has some passing volume. And then for Gabe Davis, he's not going to have a lot of receiving volume, but he has that big playability attached to Josh Allen. And then tier six here, the final tier. I think these spots could have gone to a few different players who didn't make it, but I went with Michael Thomas, Joshua Palmer, Josh Dobbs, and Cortland Sutton. Mike Thomas, just very, very consistent, hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but is a very nice option in PPR formats. Maybe not a great option, but you know, in a week with six buys, he's serviceable. Then we have Joshua Palmer locked into those wide receiver two routes. Quinton Johnston didn't do anything to you know take that role away from him, so he should replicate that here against the Chiefs fine back end wide receiver three. Then we're going to have Josh Downs. He would be higher if it wasn't a tough matchup. I still think he's interesting because he's kind of, you know, their lower dot guy working out of the slot, but tough matchup. Don't know how many uh, points the Colts are going to be putting up there. And then to wrap up these rankings with Cortland Sutton, like I said, this spot could have gone to a few different guys. Um, it could have been a Curtis Samuel. A lot of uh, Curtis Samuel fans in the uh, wide receiver start sit comment section. Didn't know he had uh, so many fans out there, but Curtis Samuel could have slid in here. I think Rasheed Rice is interesting. You're hoping he takes a bump in his routes, but ended up going with Cortland Sutton. This point seems like he's the top target for the Broncos. Feels like Jerry Judy's kind of on his way out there if they are able to work something out. Not a great matchup against this uh, Packers secondary, but he is going to be the last guy here. And that's gonna wrap it up for my top 36 wide receivers. Hopefully with the six bye weeks, you guys are still able to, uh, you know, field a solid lineup. I know the running back position was way more rough than these uh, wide receivers. They do fall off towards the end, but the running back position was not pretty. So that's going to wrap it up for this one. Thank you all for stopping by. Check out the running backs if you are interested, but thank you again, and I will see you in the next one.